a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science, so please keep in mind that we're not doctors and never clean. <laughs> No, we're just a couple of alarms. Love ourselves some fitness. Want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. What's up, y'all? We're about to bring in March. Well, we're midway through March, guys. We're in mid-March. Couldn't be more thrilled with how spring's going. I love the way that spring's going. I also love that um, we're hitting like this once a month. Like, you know, like not only being consistent at the gym... For both of us talking about all that stuff, but also being consistent with this. Every third week, you're getting uh, just me and Stang app. We can just, you know, go over some emails that people have sent or some t- uh, tweets or some Instagram stuff and just kind of like, you know, pat you guys on the back for being uh, bell babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we have to, we're beholden to a guest. Yes. And so it affects our relationship with you guys. Well, we, don't... we like talking to them, you know, and they have interesting stories. There's been some amazing, I mean, not some, they've all been amazing episodes. Yeah. Uh, and we mentioned that the Lou Wilson episode is, is, a, is a favorite of ours. The heart on that guy is amazing. Yeah. If, you, if I had that heart. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. He's a lovely guy. Lovely dude. Effortlessly charming. Yeah. And, um, so I, I love the fact that we're committing to this uh, and able to do at least an episode uh, once a month where uh, we get to connect with you guys a little bit more and connect with each other. Because, again, we're not friends. Close uh, to fr- close acquaintances. Close acquaintances. Yeah. Dear, dear acquaintances. I think, uh, I think it was, um, was it like uh, Heath Ledger who said that um, I, I don't have that many friends. I just know a lot of people. That's, That's what I think Stanger's about. Yeah. He was uh, Mr. Majorium or whatever. The Imaginarium. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Mr. Majorium's Food Emporium. <laughs> that was him, right? He had that was a, him. He had a bunch of um, grocery stores in New York for a while. What a cool guy. Um, but here we are. We're rocking it out. Um, I'm feeling good. I am feeling good with this with the spring. Yeah. Um, Springs? you a spring fan? I am a spring fan. I'm a huge fall fan. Me too. I'm a huge fall in New York fan. Oh. Yeah. I miss New York the, in the uh, fall. Richard Gere movie, or uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one. Why Nona Ryder? Um, I don't know if Why Nona is in it. Um, is is it called? What is it called? Autumn in New York. Is, is it, it Autumn in New York? I don't know. I'll uh, look I don't it up. Know. No, don't look it up. That's pointless. <laughs> you did figure out right after right the episode after the was F. up. Was oh, there was an episode we did? You'll hear it eventually. Um, that uh, that we couldn't think of. I mean, there's it's actually multiple episodes where we don't look things up, yeah. and instead we just kind of yap through that, it for a while. That's that's a precedent because yeah. then if we don't look something up, and listen. we sometimes do, then people are like, "Why don't you just look it up?" Well, listen, nah, it's a lot of pressure. We do start this podcast saying that there's a lot of bro science, and that means that we already think we know it. Right. right. So if we look at our phones, then there's other people who think they know it, and then that's not from us. No, and that's a betrayal of the premise. Yeah, of the we're show. basically going like the way that you know you answer questions on Jeopardy when you're like, eh, "That's." That's what I thought it was. No? Okay. Right. Fair enough. I right. lose some points. Lose some points. I'll lose some points. But that also, don't email us correcting us because I, I agree that I've lost some points. Yeah. That's we all. Are, we, are, we know where we're at. Yeah. We're going to come back with the daily double and we still can you know venture it all at the end. Listen, never realized that uh, Final Jeopardy, that you make the wager before they ask the question. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that makes it's it even harder. Part of I, know, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why. I think they give you the topic. They give you the, yeah, they, yeah. they give you the category, and then you wager, <laughs> and then they ask a question. When did you have this revelation? Uh, you know, Trish and I have been watching it every night. You guys are back into it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been fun to just listen to it constantly and, and just kind of like I'm I mean, not, watch I'm, it. I'm not great at it. I'm horrible at I'm it. I'm embarrassed. I've got have, like giant blind spots with things. Oh, I, there's a category, an episode that I can answer one or two questions. A, a category. <laughs> Trish is going through it. Before yeah. they, uh, they answer it, all this stuff. Now, you know, maybe she doesn't have studio um, butterflies. Right. So she's able to just like kind of get through it. But I don't, even without Studio Butterflies, I can't even, I can't even compete. I love how it's a uh, crucial uh, part of the plot of uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah, fucking Rosie got Perez. Trebek and shit in there. It's hey, man. <clears throat> wild. And that was at the peak of Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Jeopardy was at its zenith. Um, former guest uh, Will McLaughlin was uh, uh, on Jeopardy. Was he really? I that think makes so. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How did he do? Um, I don't uh, know. How did he do? I don't know how he did. <laughs> how did he do? How did he do? Uh, probably as good as whatever accents those were. Uh, no, I think he did. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if he was like, if he returned or it was one episode or what the deal was. Either way. Highly, uh, highly impressive. Yeah. I was always good first, you know, question or two in Millionaire. <laughs> the real. Oh, like, you were? Yeah, 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 yeah. Real, you know, the extent of that is, yeah. you know pretty low bar on that stuff have you been watching um the rocks um titan show that's kind of no like, i seen the promos it looks fun yeah i like him yeah so. it's american gladiator ish uh-huh. i wish they brought american gladiator back oh though, dude where it was a mix of these humongous dudes and these guys that were just in good shape because i feel like now just the guys who are in shape are just gonna be yeah amazing i, I think yeah there's so many f- like fitness freaks yeah. now that would just Back then, it would be like, he's a school teacher, and he'd be kind of buff and yes. surprise you, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Crush the Eliminator at now, the end. Yeah, but now that's what uh, like Ninja Warrior is. Yeah. So if you think about Ninja Warrior, but there was also gladiators there. Yeah, it's like big steroid dudes ah. that were comp- like that were not. Com- there was two civilians essentially com- yes. competing against each other. There would be a guy, you know, guys one and a girls one. Yes. And then they had these the gladiators, which were like kind of wrestling characters, like professional Nitro. Res- Yeah. Gemini. Tur- Turbo. Turbo. Titan. Yeah. Uh, and then they would like, uh, they would be, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe like, because they weren't competing head to head with the no. contestants, but they would. But they would be, you know, they would be uh, Powerball. Powerball. So they're like, the, they would tackle the contestants yes. as they were trying to place like football things. Yeah. And, yeah. And, two, and there it was, was all like future sports, like rollerball really type sports. It was kind of neat. Yeah. And then some of them, they would joust, you know, they would go head to oh, head right. when they were doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check it out. You can find it on YouTube. It's a good time. God. Battle Dome. I used to enjoy too. Ooh. Was that similar? Very similar, except it was even a little bit oh, more hardcore. And they were in a cage, right? There was, there was a cage oh, part was. of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, uh, Gina Carano, yeah, uh-huh. WW or no, uh, W, uh, mixed uh, martial MMA, arts, yeah, yeah, yeah mixed yeah. martial arts. She started on that. She's oh, her wow. character was Crush. I remember this, yeah. Do you remember it now? Now I remember this, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had to dig to find it. It wasn't, I remember this because I remember her already being a Muay Thai and an MMA person, and it was like 
she was one of the. It was like know, a mainstream kind of crossover. She thing was for almost her. like a gladiator, but it was like she wouldn't. She wasn't going hand to hand combat with these people. No, they didn't quite do yeah. that. And yeah, she <clears throat> and she also all of them would like really play up, and she was pretty cool. She yeah. just kind of was herself. Yeah. yeah, everybody else was doing their big. I've met her in person. She's a very chill person. Yeah, she seems yeah. cool. I yeah. like her. Very I like cool. Do, doing movies and stuff now. Dead, yeah, Deadpool and uh, yeah, she's busy. She's a busy body. That Soderbergh one, Hay, Haywire, I think. Oh, was that any good? I enjoyed it. Yeah. She's like the star of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, how you doing in your, um, in your nutrition exercise land right now in March? Uh, let's see. So workout stuff is fine. Same kind of shit. Uh, Nutrition-wise, going good. I, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any big developments on the nutrition front. You know, still have my issues with late night eating. Yeah. (laughs) Ongoing for the Stanger Man. (laughs) Ongoing. Uh, With the Stanger Man. It does. If I do do eat relatively early-ish, you know, done eating before 9, 9.30, and go to sleep, and then I always feel fucking great. But I don't, it's not, it's still like 50-50, you know? It's the days, it's the nights that you have a show or you're just up a little bit later. Yeah. I'll snack or do, or almost make it. And it's usually, I don't, I don't, I could tell like I don't need the food. So that's where, yeah, that's where the fall off. What do you do? Do you like, do you try to, um, do you try to even out like your eating window then after that or no? I always do. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll adjust. Yeah. You will. Yeah. But still, I think it's better. I just, I'm still able to honor what I'm doing with intermittent fasting. Sure. So push it, even if I push it to like 4 p.m. or something, yeah. you know, if I'd eaten like at midnight or something weird. Sure. But um, I, I always feel better physiologically if I eat, if I eat earlier. Yes. So if I'm yeah. more, if I'm more linked up to my, or synced up, I should say to my circadian rhythm. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of done a little bit before I go to bed and then kind of to sleep, you know, when I've, you know, blood sugar a little bit more stabilized as opposed to introducing a bunch of calories right before bed. Right. And I, I think mentally I, I pat myself up on, pat myself up. Yeah. Pat yourself all the way up the butt. (laughs) Pat yourself, pat yourself up the butt, pat yourself when it's up the butt. Uh, Uh, We both have kids. (laughs) Those are the songs we're singing. Well, yeah, maybe the tune. Uh, Got it. Uh, but, uh, and then, but I truly like, if I'm able, if I'm like examining myself closely and looking for markers about how I feel, I think physio- physiologically, I feel better. Yeah. Like, oh, I that's feel good. like if I, if I'm, do, if I honor that, but yeah. I don't always do. And so that's, that's what this, this constant conversation we're having with ourselves where it's just like, wow, I sure know the truth. Yeah. I know how I feel, but I still don't always do it. I mean, this despite having a show that talks about we it talk all about this. the time. We talk about this all the time. It's, it is hard. Like, you know, we have to battle with ourselves and go like, we have to take our own advice. We know what the answer is. It's just, it's just hard to do on a regular occasion. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and, and to be honest about it yeah. and to like, know that there's peaks and valleys, know that those Instagram celebrities take all of their pictures at once and then just spread it over the next, you know, um, you know, uh, six months to a year or yeah, they rat, the, they ration them out. Yeah. Or they got three lean pictures left. Right. Or there are people that, you know, just have found the healthy 
um, the, the, the healthy medium of it yeah. and, and uh, can just post all the time. And, and those are the kind of people that are also going to be honest with you on there, too. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Looked cute, might delete later. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I looked cute, might delete later. Might delete later, yeah. Uh, <laughs> never delete, though. Never, never do. That's like us editing here. Nah, Nah, it's not going to happen. But, um, yeah, and I I think that constant um, battle with food or or finding, like, that relationship with food to be at at a healthy place is just, like, you know, is is tougher than uh, an ongoing thing because, you know, there's celebrations, there's this, there's that, there's kids, there's, um, there's times of the year, like springtime, it's, like... I, it's you know at at this point we're like talking St. Patty's Day oh, just Saint passed. Patty's Day. It's yeah. just like a Gua- fun you know guacamole guacamole on St. Patty's Day. You yeah, know. You gotta Cinco get... de Mayo's coming, so a lot of corned beef and cabbage is on yeah. its way. Green beer for yes. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you know July Fourth. It's like um, you know it's um, it's it's all of your. Um, holiday treats, of, yeah. You know, Christmas snow cookies, yeah. Christmas cookies, snow cones, uh, gingerbread men, yeah. You know, the holiday treat snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That holiday snow cone man, that you have January first. Uh, but I've been, you know, I've been trying to track. Uh, a lot more with my nutrition. Oh, you're tracking now. Yeah, yeah. Tracker, lastly, loosely, loosely, and lastly, <laughs> Lassie. <laughs> gotta, what did Eugene eat, Lassie? What I is got, it, girl? I've got a dog <laughs> tracking my food. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. smell this. Smell this. Smell this. Okay, go, go, yeah. get it, get it. Skinless, um, boneless chicken breast. <laughs> a little bit of rice. Good girl, Lassie. Ben, Ben, focused on it. Um, How's that helping you? Making you a little more mindful? It makes me mindful because um, I'm how, also. How are you tracking it? Uh, with uh, MyFitnessPal. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. I remember you mentioned that last yeah, yeah, time yeah. we talked. Yeah. And, and I think the, the goal of it was um, because I'm on creatine and I'm focused on like the strong lifts and everything, that I'm trying to keep my, um, my calories to around, you know, 2,000 calories. Okay. Um, this is a little higher maybe than what she would normally do or lower? Um, it's, a, uh, it's a little lower than I would do if I was just like trying to maintain. Okay. Um, and, um, and, you know, when I don't track, who knows? Like, I, I know <laughs> that if I don't track, I was probably around 3,000 calories. Right. Yeah. You know, and working out a decent amount and whatever and, and like not really putting on weight, but just like. You know, not focused on it, and by like going down a thousand calories from that, I'm sure the healthy medium for me in life is around twenty five hundred calories. I think you know, like by b- the book right. or whatever, it's like you know your weight, your weight. The ba- the Bible says like your weight times the Lord times fifteen. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is like for you know for my height and weight should be like yeah around twenty five hundred calories. Okay. A day, and uh, you know, like to to focus in on it, um, and that's the more sustainable. You know, like we've talked about keto, paleo, template, all of this stuff, and you know, it all boils back down to calories in, calories out, right? And Whatever like, you're doing, keto, paleo, neato, beto, libido, lassie, double dito, double dito. I'm on that double dito. Are you eating that double dito? Yeah, yeah, I'm eating two Doritos. 
And a double burrito. Double burrito. Two Doritos. Double Dito. <laughs> double Dito. Shout out to Chuck Zito. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, gained 85 pounds. Not doing good. <laughs> um, but I am. I haven't lost any uh, weight off the scale. Mm-hmm. Clothes um, fitting better. Well, clothes are fitting better. And, um, you know, my lifts are stronger. Okay. You know, there and I'm was. just okay. like, that's, it's. Taking our own advice, I have to trust that that's good. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to not be a scale re- re- reliant. Yeah. Or focused on that at all. Um, and, and I'm trying not to be, in a, you know, and trying to focus on this overall, you know, intuitive feeling. Yeah. And then also that way, too, of like my calories in life. I, you know, eventually, probably by the end of this month, I'm going to stop tracking and just start focusing on... Um, uh, eating correctly again. Yeah. Um, and I think the big thing, intermittent fasting is a huge help for me for calorie restriction somewhat. Um, but, you know, I can bang out 3,000 calories even with an eight-hour window. You yeah. crazy? Oh, yeah. So can I. Um, Nancy so- will sometimes say, like, what... Is what you're doing like the smartest thing yes. to like just not eat all day and then I eat know. that much? And I'm like, I, know. I don't know. Let's not... Let's well, not look too closely. And I think that's the thing where I'm I'm trying to keep, you know, because it's constantly, you know, you um, you don't diet, you know, and you don't exercise. You, you know, the focus, again, to train and eat like an athlete. Yeah. So that's – so for people, it comes up like diet and workout program – will have a, a little bit of a finality to it. Yes. So it's like a, an, a start and a finish. And what we try to do, and it's, it's, it's definitely kind of, it's nothing that we've made up. No. It's the general consensus now for a lot of health and fitness people is that it's this ongoing thing. Yeah. So Eugene, what I like saying is treat yourself like an athlete. Yes. So you follow like an eating strategy and you're eating for, to support your exercise and performance. And right. then same with the exercise. Yeah. And it evolves based on what you're doing in the time that you have. And if you do it correctly, or you're focused in that way, you're probably going to eat better and focus on your, ex- your, your um, training better uh, to like pinpoint on things and to like really treat yourself in a way that you're like, is this going to help me with what I'm working on. Right. Um, so and, you it, know. If you look at somebody, it's like maybe the most extreme example, like a Tom Brady. And uh, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that may, may, might do more, but his I use because there's, it's been published, like how extreme his diet or is. Or The Rock, yeah. Or The Rock, yeah. totally. Or, or um, Mark Wahlberg now. His, yeah. His like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. So there's no reason why anybody couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You just that's just a mentality thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Fit it around their days. Yeah. But and yeah. Make you, it a priority, fit it around your days. And you know, and and think about food in that way. And I don't think there's actually anything wrong with then taking that opportunity to go like somebody's birthday party, you're gonna eat a piece of cake. Yeah. You know? But it's that day to day that like my 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 thing is portion control. I can just I can't. Yeah. And I've just been I've been by tracking my food. I realized that I can easily get to three thousand calories just by getting that second plate. Right. And I do, and I, and that's the thing. As soon as I took away that second plate, right now, it, it you know it's like getting a little bit extra or eating Quincy's what he didn't eat yet, eating a, a little extra off of Trisha's plate, whatever it is, or even strangers at the restaurant. Hey, listen, if you're, you're not going to finish, yeah. 
and you're just going to walk away, <gasps> I'm not going to waste that food, Doc. No. Yeah. They're Maybe like, I ain't going to ruin that food. <laughs> yeah. I had three quarters of a, of a steak left. I was just going to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, you get up, you lose it. <laughs> but Trish sometimes goes like, asks me, is like, did, did your sister steal your food? <laughs> or did your folks like take your food away when like, if you didn't eat it fast enough? Because I do eat so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I've been trying to slow down my eating where I'm like, I'll like take a couple bites, pay attention to my son and, and, Pay attention to Trish a little bit more during that meal and like talk a little bit more just so that I'm not just shoveling. Well, th- I think that's also the athlete mentality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're just, fu- you're you're just, just like crushing food, you're just workout. Like fuel. Yeah. yeah, fuel, 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 yeah. fuel. Whole Foods parking lot, yeah. and spilling <laughs> shit all over yourself. <laughs> uh, I mean, my shit's like fucking crazy when I go, you know, when I'm like traveling with Nancy or whatever and yeah. you go to like see family. Like, because at home, I will have a cartoonish size bowl full of salad. It's all like the family has their stuff. And then mine's like this separate thing. <laughs> and then I'll have like my portions and shit. And like, I can't have that on the fucking, you know, yeah. when I go stay with my in-laws or sure. whatever, it's like, we can't get a fucking trash barrel for Stanger to eat out of. <laughs> <laughs> and like Nancy will kind of start like, Oh, do you have anything for Ryan? And I'll be like, Nancy, just, I'm just, you know, it's an away game. I'm yeah. playing on their court. I got a fucking, but yeah, and I'll eat. I'll have to like you know eat like a normal human. I can't eat like a monster when I'm. It's hard. It's hard, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. So, uh, so yeah, so you're. You know what's always interesting too when you look at like portions, like uh, you know, you'll see somebody. Uh, I don't know on some show or something they talk about like well, what's a reasonable portion of like lean protein to have? Right. And they're always like, just think of like a preemie infant's fist and then cut that in half. Yeah. And that's about the size of meat that you would need. And I'm like, ooh, that ain't hitting the uh, 36 ounces that I like to. Well, I mean, there's also, you know, like. Picture like a uh, a leprechaun and the leprechaun is a small leprechaun. Small leprechaun. Now now picture a coin he would fit in his pocket. Yeah. And then um, the, the smallest version of that currency, cut that in half. Yes. And then imagine it's smaller than that. Yeah. And that's probably too much protein. Yeah. So, like, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So it's not, uh, it's not a gram per pound. Right. Oh, okay. So it's not like uh, Flintstones when the thing knocks the car over. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> that's not the right size. Um, a gram per pound is actually correct, though. If you're looking to... A grandpa pound? A grandpa pound. Hey! Okay. <laughs> Let me hold that. <laughs> Grandpa, no. Let me hold your meat. Let me hold it. Let me hold it. I love the instantaneous grandpa. <laughs> Colin Hay, he's hey, gotta be heard. What is that? Thighs? Chicken thighs. It's gotta be heard. Ah, let me hold it. You chicken thighs guy or chicken breast guy? Man, I'm a dark meat baby. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. I used to not be. Why? I don't know. It's just I so just much more I, flavor. It it is. I thought I like I thought I like chicken breast more. I thought I preferred it more. And this is this is a recent development, maybe the last five or six years. I would eat all of it and enjoyed it and yeah. But I thought I preferred breast. But now if I had my choice, yeah. thigh meat all day. Thigh drumstick, thigh Yes. Yeah. All day. No question. No question. No hesitation. All day I will eat a full chicken. I've been um I want to get a rotisserie thing for my outdoor grill. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, like a spit for like a there. spit. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know if I have the patience to like just let it roast around for a while to set it and forget it. Yeah, set it like go Rumpel Peel style. <laughs> <laughs> I got a smoker. You do like a little cabinet smoker for outside, uh-huh. and that's cool. How that's, often do you use that? I was when I, we first got it, I used it all the time. I, I got to fire it back up. I, so what I is that it. like? Uh, you wake up in the morning, throw something, some meat in there, and then yeah. let it go. Let it. Yeah, you got to watch it, you know, because you have uh, it's got a good thermometer on it. You have to kind of like I would say, as a rule of thumb, around two hundred twenty degrees is kind of the hot spot or like the 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 ideal yeah. temp to keep so that the wood's smoking. And then you just got to let it go all day. Wow. Um, and more, and it's not to check on the actual meat. It's more to keep the temperature right. I see. I see. Yeah. But if you, you know, if it's like a relatively not too cold of a day or not too hot of a day, you can, you know, you have a little bit of uh, flexibility there. And then, but it's great. What you do you do smoke? Like, you can do like, I do whole chickens all the time, yeah. ribs, uh, tri-tip, brisket, but I would say chickens are a really fun one. Yeah. You know, you can get like you can fit like six birds in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then what do you do with all of the birds? I mean, I don't ever do that. Much. <laughs> but like, I'll damn. do like four, you know, and then just like kind of carve them and then have them in the fridge. Yeah. You got you know, if you do meal prep, you know. Yeah. You have one that night, and then you know. Yeah, meal prepping is another way that I've been focused in on making sure that I can stay, uh, you know. Um, Give some people some tips it. for meal prep. Uh, well, some of your tricks. You know what? Now it's. It, I, I was. Um, I found a happy. I found a happy place with my family and I as far as meal prepping and eating. Okay. Like, because uh, you mentioned and and you say it like when you're here at home, like there's the meal that everybody else eats, and then there's the meal that you eat. <laughs> Same at my household for a while, and I think I'm finding that happy kind of um, place where we can meal prep as a family. We have that big container of whatever it's going to be, like if it's like beef and broccoli and then some white rice, and those are separated. And I'll just make sure that the, the I'll make the beef and broccoli pretty, you know, like not really any brown sugar or any of that stuff on it, but still good, maybe using honey instead, something along those lines. Um, and like just... With my meal, just be taking more of the beef, right? And more of the and like a lot of the beef and broccoli, and then just a little bit of rice. Yeah, you know, this is for dad. You guys are eating too much of the <laughs> expensive stuff in yeah. there. You got to save this for daddy, all right? But I mean, my plate still looks stupid compared to their plate. But it's, yeah, at I least know. it's all the same food, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like fitting it in, so that's good. You know, so Probably more healthy. Though. We're meal prepping each day, basically what our dinners are. Okay. And we'll do like, you know, four or five days. So it's not an individual containers. I'll just, and I think it's better for me if I was that focused on, and if I was single or, you know, um, or if I had roommates where I just had to eat my own food, I feel like I would put it in the containers more, do that whole thing. Right. Or if, if you're single looking to mingle, you're doing containers. Yeah. If I'm doing containers, you know, just so I can just grab it and then go out and mingle. You know, but yeah. if you're monogamous and looking to hog a miss, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm hogging my miss, <laughs> and it's just us. And Trish, you know, her schedule is as flexible as mine right now. Okay. So it's not like when she was working on a show and she was gone for a 12 hour day, I would put them in the containers just because it was easier for me to just go, like, this is what I got to eat right now. This is what I'm going to do. Now that it's, you know, that we're kind of open and, um, 
as far as our schedules are concerned. You got I a know, communal container yeah. that people can, yeah. And that way, too, I'm going to do take a healthy amount, not do the second, you know, trying not to do the second plate and all that kind of yeah. stuff. We were covered for 15 days. What happened to all of our... Well... Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my first... And that was the... The other thing was, I started... When I first started focusing on this, which was at the beginning of February, of, um, like, um, portion control... I was like, I'm not doing a second plate. My, I looked at my first plate. It was bananas. <laughs> it was like Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, like if you just piled both plates on one. Right. It was stupid. It was like a buffet. Yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ritz like a bu- Carlton buffet. You're like, like you have you, like an ice sculpture and shit. You're and just you like, were Whoa. just doing one and you were just never going back up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I used to, I used to be obsessed with buffets as a kid. The only like I would ask like not as an adult, you've ever you you've yeah, done yeah. like no, Vegas. Like, yo, yeah, I still like uh, them. I still like them now. But I mean, it used to be like an upset. Like as a kid, I was yeah. Obs- I wanted to go to places that had buffets. It would be a major selling point. My parents would be like, "Well, we're going on this trip, but there's going to be a buffet." I'd be like, "Great, I'm great, in. I'm in." I don't know. And it's I like you were joking before about like, did your people steal food from you? I didn't come from a scarcity of food thing. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. It wasn't like I had an older brother that was just pounding food off my plate. I've I've heard other people talk about like buffet obsessions too. I don't know if it's some kind of hardwiring that certain people have. Yeah, I don't know. I know Kula has a loves buffet type. Stuff. Did we talk about it I on think his? So, yeah. Maybe that's what we were. That's maybe what, that where it came up. But I've also feel like I've heard it before. To where I don't know. I used to love going to Sizzler and getting their salad bar buffet. Oh man, <laughs> a salad bar buffet is pretty great. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Round Table have a salad buffet there? They yeah they have like a salad bar and you just go one and done though right no you, I think you, you can keep, keep going, going oh, but Sizzler like I would get that as my entree because they had. They had like meat and stuff. Oh, there right. They too. have like they had like uh, chicken wings and stuff. wings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I would get the salad bar there. I would opt out of an entree and just get the salad bar. Um, but it was more of a buffet than a salad. Sure. Bar. It's like salad bar is a pretty loose term for what Sizzler was offering. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's also like uh, my I was uh, took judo when I was a kid, and then my sensei worked at a Sizzler. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was weird seeing wow. him out of his gi and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, ringing you up? Uh, or was he one of the servers that just kind of comes by and checks on you? Comes by and checks yeah. on you. I mean, he's younger than I am now, but he yeah, just seemed yeah. like such a grown-up, and it just was weird to see, you know. Yeah. That is a weird thing. Yeah. It was strange, but cool. I was happy to see him. Yeah. I think How I'd, long did you do judo for? I didn't not even that long. Uh, maybe, like, 10 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was like maybe like two years. Yeah, I liked it. I, I can kind of remember some hip throws and fall techniques. Sure, um, a lot of stuff with the gi. You know, gi throws. Yeah, gi yeah. It's all you use that is like part like sure. part of your strategy. You know, but I never really learned any arm bars or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't an arm bar assassin. I want to do some judo. Yeah. I- I don't know if I'm itching. I'm not itching that much to get back into um, uh, any kind of martial arts right now. I don't know why. Not feeling it? I don't know why. Yeah. Because usually I'm pretty focused on it. You know what it has been? Um, I have been pretty consistent at the YMCA by me. 
Um, and I like the idea that I'm like kind of just taking advantage of what I have and kind of working out in the world of uh, what I have around me a little bit more, which has been awesome. I, I, I've been doing the strong lifts. Yeah. Five by five strong lifts. Love it. Um, but I've also on my other days, so I've been doing that three days a week uh, and then still going to the gym three more days and mixing that up with some cardio and uh, some kettlebell work and a lot of like um, like um, active stretching and, and body movement stuff like um, uh, calisthenics. And it's felt great. And uh, my wife and I have been um, doing, like on two of those days, Trish will do the workout with me. It's great. So, uh, so it's been fun because we just kind of like do kind of these kettlebell flows um, and some like high intensity interval training type stuff. Or like just a minute on, a minute off, like just kind of moving um, and uh, and getting an idea of like uh, active stretching with like kettlebells or dumbbells. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's yeah. There you go through all these different things of what you're into or what's yeah. inspiring you. I think that's where doing like a check in with yourself, like yeah, okay, I'm like busting ass to make this. Uh, boxing or Muay Thai yes. appointment. Am, am I, is it serving me right now? Am I really, it, it triggers me to want to fight again. Yeah. Um, and it also. No tri- fighting. No fighting. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Shakira song? No fight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never really know that she can move like that. <laughs> no fight. Yeah, no <laughs> What is that? I don't know. It's. I feel like I hear that at clubs, though. Are you no fighting? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's to to like, evoke that feeling that's of a nightclub? So it's got to be right. Yeah. Who is it? Wyclef? No fighting. I don't know. Is he saying that? I think I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's just too like much. something he heard. You know, he's just yeah. at the club and he's just like, you know, bounce like, hey, come on, guys, no fighting. He's like, that's fucking <laughs> no music. fighting. No what? fighting. What? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. To like, just kind of check in and, and like, I don't know, treat myself, uh, more of that. Like, I don't even know how to put it, but it's just, it feels just, I I'm taking all the responsibility, I think. Yeah. And just, uh, and not relying on, um, on, you know, somebody else's workout or somebody else's thing and just like staying consistent. Oh, and I bet you'll go through this for a while. And then at a certain point, you'll be like, oh, I'm dying to sure. fucking put the gloves on and yeah. hit the mitts. I'm dying to like, uh, I, I, I need to sign up for like a 5K just to do something kind of competitive for, for myself. And oh, I can cool. feel that. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll sign up for like some kind of 5K in April or May. Um, you should do one of those ones where you got to wear the costumes. You no, love that. That's no, your no, kind no, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome 80s run or some shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and dress like Slash. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that's not going to happen for me. I like I'm almost over. I was thinking the other day that I was going to sign up for another like Tough Mudder or Spartan Race or something like that and I'm just like I don't want to like wait to do uh, I just want to fucking run. I just want to run. Yeah. You want to like get to like a little weird, you know, obstacle course yeah. and wait 20 minutes and Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I, put I, on these safety goggles and I like, like everybody else like being inspired by it and I was inspired by it by doing it at point but I don't think it's like a thing that I need to It's not doing. spark and joy for you no. right now. There you go. Spark and joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that Marie Callender? <laughs> <laughs> 
I tell you what, everybody, you got to check out this Marie calendar. She's, she tells you exactly how to like take things out of your house, you, how to like focus on little things and make you, sure that your, your, your dresser is clean and tight. Basically, you're digging through old shit. You Basically, f- and you, you throw it in a pie. You fucking throw it in a pie. <laughs> fucking, and you eat it. You fuck. It's a great place to take your mom. Yeah. And you fucking, you, you get garbage out of your house, all listen, right? Listen, after your 16 weeks of doing the Didi Burrito, <laughs> fucking, you know, you treat yourself to declutter your life with Marie Callender. Marie Callender, it's going to spark joy, all right? Spark joy. You fucking, I tell you what I had to do, I had to fucking blow up my house. <laughs> I fucking had this. I had to put put a bunch of explosives in there and hire Listen, a guy, and he fucking blew it up. I feel amazing. I feel great. I feel like it's a new beginning <laughs> and an awesome ending. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, uh, check out my Netflix. Spark joy. Spark joy. It's uh, Marie Callender. What what is that thing really? Um, you just like throw shit away. You see if it sparks. Yeah, yeah. It's a Netflix thing, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think she was way past that. Marie, uh, uh, condo. Oh, Condoing, okay. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. You know what I will look up, though? Um, one of the weighing-in questions. Yeah, and, we're, and, we're uh, weighing-in. If you have a question for us, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at yes. gmail. Dot com mm-hmm. and <clears throat> ask us a fitness question, a philosophical question, a psychological question. Sure, any of those. Brag, things. brag a little bit. Do a mix of of, of all of them, and uh, and uh, and we did, and we did. Um, uh, we we've gotten a bunch and and some great ones uh, like this. Hey guys, love the show. Uh, thanks for providing so much entertainment and giving me some laughs during my workouts. You're welcome. Uh, I'm a 30-year-old female, and I've been pretty active and working out for a few years. Three years ago, I started lifting weights with uh, the Stronglift 5x5, and a year later, I discovered powerlifting and ended up competing. And I was able to set the state record for squat um, and total in my weight class and tied the deadlift record. Um, those are long gone now, but who cares? It's uh, In 2018... Uh, I I still uh, went to the gym and lifted three or four times a week, but uh, I took a back seat to life, and all I did was try to maintain the whole year. Um, I actually got a little bit weaker, uh, and I'm ready to start focusing again. Um, and it's hard for me to get through the mental block uh, when the weight gets heavy. Uh, I'm also a little bit bored of doing that same thing, types of workouts, and would like to start incorporating new lifts, especially Olympic lifts. Uh, but I don't trust my, myself to learn on my own, and hiring a trainer doesn't fit in the budget right now. My questions are, is it feasible for someone to get, uh, with my kind of background, to attempt to learn technical Olympic lifts on their own? Or would it be best to just buckle down and hire a trainer? My gym has all the equipment, so access to the stuff isn't an issue. Um, also, any suggestions on how to combat mental blocks when lifting heavy weight um, for someone who trains alone? Um, Short of asking random people at the gym to yell at me uh, to get the weight up. Uh, thank you uh, for all you do. Uh, I'm not a famous comedian, but uh, it'd be fun to chill and talk to you guys about fitness and food. Cool. Um, and then she sent us some pictures of her doing um, the competition of the lifts and uh, the back squats. Uh, it's amazing. Caitlin, 
congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, what great questions those are. And congratulations on your, like, your journey. I mean, you, you set records. You decided to do it at 30. I mean, you're, you're really rocking it out. Um, and uh, to answer the questions, uh, okay, so Olympic lifts. To learn them correctly, there's a bunch of, um, um, you know, movement. They're compound movements. Uh, if you're talking about like a snatch or a clean, uh, something along those lines, um, and and the clean and jerk and all of that stuff to find where your feet your feet positioning all of that. Um, there's a bunch of cues that a that a that a coach uh, will be focused on every time you're doing the lifts. Can you work on them prior to getting a coach? Of course you can. Um, you you could do it by reading up on it enough and also um, watching uh, videos that you can find. Uh, online and and really focusing on form without putting really any weight on your bar, maybe not even using a bar at all. Or if if it is an if your gym does have a lot of Olympic equipment, there's probably the like full size bar, but it's a lot, a lot less weight. It's maybe like ten pounds, or or um, or maybe it's like pretty much the same weight as like a PVC pipe. And, um, and that's the training you do first. Like there's, um, um, there's a lot of like PVC pipe lifting for a while where you're just getting used to the motions. You're getting used to doing like a snatch grip, uh, deadlift to doing, um, the right movements of the clean and jerks and doing them maybe even with, um, with dumbbells at first. So you're just getting used to the movements being correct and focusing on that. So there, there's plenty of ways to do it without a coach at first. Now, when you start getting onto that barbell and you want to start lifting, you do need to get a coach to just um, look at those cues. Make sure that your hips stay down. Make sure that you are doing a full shrug and you're on your toes before you drop down underneath the, the bar. Like that kind of stuff. You need somebody to make sure that they're focused on that and watching your lifts in that way. Keeping the, cl- the bar close to your body, that kind of stuff. Um, that stuff you can't really see. You can feel it once you know when it feels right, but you can't do that until after you've been coached. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to reiterate, you definitely will need a coach. Yes. I will say the positive is, uh, well, two things. So because, because you are experienced and because you've set state records, clearly you're going to want to progress to heavier weights. Yes. So that you could, you know, the, the chance for injury is high and they're very complex movements. So I, I always would tell people it's like learning a golf swing. Yeah. It's very complex. It's, and it, sometimes it doesn't feel natural. And so you need somebody that knows how that lift should look to watch you early on because you may not, you may not be rewarded with the right feeling, you know, that you get. But the, the positive for you is that you have such a strong base yes. in being able to pull off a back squat, a deadlift. Those, that's the foundation of those movements. Yes, absolutely. So you're going to be way ahead of the game. So like Eugene said, if you want to kind of prime yourself by you know, working with a, a training bar or like a PVC pipe, I'm sure you sound like you're at a gym that has all this stuff. All that will be there. You could... But I would say that you can be very strategic in how you use a coach. Yes. And so it's not one of those things where it's like, okay, four days a week, you're meeting with somebody and losing all that money. You could do it, you know, one time a week for two weeks or literally just one time, take everything they give you and practice on your own. Yes. And then just have them watch you later on. I mean, it's literally like you could, 
you could like you could uh, amortize the cost way out over time so that it's not killing you. Yeah, that's and true. And then you'd get a lot of you you would get a lot of benefit from it. But it's it's truly because you're you're you've progressed so far already that I think you would really benefit from having this coach and that you would make progress really fast. And I think I think it'll ultimately be good for you, especially being at this place to where you're not really inspired by those kind of primary lifts. You know, getting into Olympic weightlifting can be really exciting. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's truly thrilling if you're like a power lifter. You know, it adds like a whole another wrinkle to what you're doing and it would probably inspire you getting back into the gym. And then all those other lifts that have fallen off, they'll come right back up. They'll yeah. all improve from it. And, the, you know, and I, I understand the other aspect of the, or the other question that you were asking about um, how do you get through the mental block of, you know, lifting heavy or, you know, getting underneath that bar and not wanting to ask some rando at the bar, I mean, at the gym to, like, make sure that you get the bar up or to, like, cheer you on. Um, that you can utilize your coach for, too. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, so that's, I mean, you're probably, so depending on what kind of program you design for yourself, or maybe you have, that's part of like your first session is you have them write something up for you. Yeah. You know, you may have like a max day and that may be the day that you splurge and have your trainer watch you when you're maxing out. Right. And then that'll be, you know, when you're getting all your new numbers to kind of dictate the rest of your workouts. Yeah. That could be where you literally, you just pay for the uh, inspiration. Yeah. You pay for the inspiration and pay for the, 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 uh, the spotting, you know? Yeah. So and you get, it's twofold. You yeah. get the, uh, you get a spot, you get inspiration and then you get like a, a watchful eye on your form. Yeah. And, and, uh, mentally the way to get, th- to break through that wall is, um, is by deloading a little bit. Get yourself excited about your form going back up to it, and you'll 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 hit that you'll go past that plateau. I I feel like that's usually what it is for me because it's like when you get really to those um, to those weights where you feel like you're failing consistently, um, it's because that exact weight or you know that number for some reason just feels like it's you know you're getting beat up by it. So uh, the best way that I feel like I can do it is by going. Um, by, by deloading a little bit, work myself up back to that weight. And instead of going right to that weight, put a couple of, um, two and a half pounds around there yeah. or like put a like little pound one and just go past it. So if like, you know, your, you know, your back squat or whatever is like 300 pounds that you can't get it up, then like try to put up 301, yeah. just get past it yeah. by one pound. And because of that, you'll mentally break that block because you're going to get it up. Right. Also, experiment with some music. Yeah. Corn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, experience Are with, you ready? with the band corn and also corn. Have like one kernel of corn in your teeth. One kernel of corn. Look into corn nuts. Yep. Corn nuts. Yeah, that's always good for the body. <laughs> corn Did you ever nuts. eat corn nuts? I used no. to like them. You didn't like, no. you never liked them? No, I didn't get it. They were a shitty snack, yeah. but I thought I liked them for some reason. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. What are those? I don't know. Why are they co- what? chickpeas? That's what I think they they feel like hard hard chickpeas. Yeah, I mean, they're, are they fried? Right? Yeah, it's like fried some kind of big corn kernel fried or some shit. Some, I mean, something they, that we could look up, but we're not going to do that. They really tried to dazzle you with the different flavors. Too. They really ranch did. original, you know, nacho. Nope, not no good. Not, not a, a fan. fan. You? I yeah. I was. I ate them. They got a real distinct smell. I can smell them right now. No, you can't. 
Well, because you're eating them. <laughs> I mean, that's why you can smell them. Um, uh, why don't we, um, let me look at this on a little bit of uh, Instagram here. Um, just letting you guys know that like people are sending us pictures, um, like Jen, of her doing a half marathon training run, um, which is awesome. Um, and a question um, from Jill is, I've heard that intermittent fasting is less beneficial for women. I was thinking it makes sense for um, uh, evolutionary level. What do you guys think? I, I don't know. I'd have to see the study that, that, that discusses that to kind yeah. of make a call on it. Here's what I'll say, though. I do know that uh, restricted window, sp- speaking very specifically to women's health, that uh, a restricted eating window, I've talked about this on the show before. So this is like, let's say, eight to eight. So uh, cutting your food off at eight and not eating again until eight has shown uh, to be very beneficial in uh, women that are breast cancer survivors to the point that uh, their reoccurrence, their chance for reoccurrence of cancer while following that program, a limited window of eating, uh, dropped in excess of 50%. Wow. So their chance for that cancer to reoccur dropped staggering numbers by just following a, uh, an eating window. So you could say that that's some version of intermittent fasting. Yeah. And so that was, you know, uh, gut rest. And that was without even making changes to food. Uh, oh, wow. So not even like adjusting what the calories are, uh-huh. literally just uh, eating with your circadian rhythm. Uh, so that's, that's worth looking into. That's a published study with peer-reviewed research. So no, no big leaps were had to, be, had to be made. That's where we talk about bro science, where you just kind of think like, well, you know, cavemen couldn't always eat, so maybe they didn't, and they also got sun. Yeah, but this one, this one is like something that straight up they studied, they researched, and they found this information. So and that's that's a slightly gentler uh, intermittent fast. Yeah, but you know, one would say that that's what that is. Sure, right? Yeah, I yeah. would say that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like more of a um, you know, it might not be the one we're doing or focused on the same way of like, you know, 16 hours right. or 23, you know, the, the warrior one where it's 20 hours. It's not like maybe as, you know, um, focused as that. Right. But I think just a mentality of, you know, eating based on your rhythm right. is restricting your, your window. Right. And also should be noted that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're breastfeeding, or, you know, if you're pregnant or you're falling into some kind of more specialized population, yeah. then all bets are off. Sure. I don't know what's best for that. Yeah. But um, so worth, worth examining that or worth talking to your doctor about. Uh, but, it, you know, and then also, I, you know, I don't know. You know, there's no real one size fits all. I mean, the best thing to do is start conservative, experiment, and then see how you feel and how it works for you. Yeah. Great. Um, and that's for, uh, Jill Mantha was her, uh, Instagram post. Uh, but great. Um, cool. Um, I hope that helps with that. Also, um, the picture that was sent was, um, was Jen Guare. Um, so thanks for doing that. And, um, yeah, we got like some first, uh, one rep maxes for uh, Karen fitness journal. 
So uh, cool. Keep sending that stuff. If you want to reach out to us, you could do so at askthedumbbells at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media, all social media at the dumbbells. That's where we are. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells, we would like to remind everybody that's out there and listening to train dirty, Be clean, and live in between. That was a hit.